Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. After a brief hiatus, we're back for episode number 63 of our humble little show. This episode, at times, is probably going to be a little tough, a little different, uh, so bear with us, and we hope you still enjoy the banter and reflections, and somber though they may be, we're here to put on another podcast, and I couldn't be more excited to be here with you, sir. My name is Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, podcast partner, Mr. B-Red Colvin. That'd be me. I'd ask how you are, but <laughs> let's not do that until after yeah. the... <laughs> All things considered, yeah. it was it was a mild Wednesday. <laughs> How's your winter been? <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. Winter's coming. Um, all right, man. Well, I'm tickled to death to see you. It's been since January 13, I think, was our last podcast date. So. Wow. Definitely been a good six, seven weeks, so anxious to get back into things and learn a little bit more about what's going on with you and yours. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Well, you ready? Let's get it! It's the weekly catch-up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. All right, episode number 63, getting kicked off here. So we're here. Mr. B-Rad, um, let's just start back at the beginning. Um, I've, I've had a lot of outreach from folks, uh, the tots in the community, that some of them, I guess, were not as privy to your situation. Maybe they were more my social media followers or connection mm-hmm. or something of that effect. And uh, the rumor mill hasn't circulated all the way. So I know that people as recently as, you know, this past week, we're still finding out yeah, uh, about what's transpired. So catch us up from the last time that we put on a podcast. All right. So you said last time was around January 12th, 13th. Yes. Okay. Um, well, unfortunately, um, things took a turn for the worse. You know, we had been asking for prayers. We were really hopeful and, uh, you know, just trying to maintain a positive attitude about everything. Um, on January 19th, uh, I got a phone call uh, from, you know, whenever I was at work. I was actually just getting off work and I was about to head home and I got a phone call saying that my dad was allowed to have visitors. And... Um, I was really excited. That was kind of the extent that um, of the news that had been given to me. Uh, we heard that you know his liver seemed to be doing a little bit better that morning, and so I drove to the hospital. You know, I, I knew that he was still sedated and everything, but figured I'd go up there, spend some hours with him. Um, you know, just kind of talk with him, update him on my life since I had recently got engaged, and let him know how all that was going. Fortunately. Um, you know, he knows about all that news and he was super happy for us and everything. Um, so I elatedly call my mom. I believe I might've called you. You definitely did. Uh, to, to 
to let uh, people know that uh, I was able to go see my dad. And so uh, pulled up to the hospital. I got there and the doctor lays it on me that uh, things are not looking good. And uh, really took me by surprise, was completely blindsided by the bad news, but um, was basically told upon entrance into the room that um, things weren't looking good and that uh, I should probably start preparing myself. And so um, that was difficult. We, you know, we were told that they were going to end up moving him to another floor and they were going to hook him up to some other stuff to, to see how that went. And um, so I had to make some phone calls and let family members know. I let uh, my stepmom Shelly know so she could meet me up at the hospital and um, we were there for several hours and then they told us that they were going to be moving him rooms and this, and they were going to move him at about 8 PM and that we couldn't go with him to the new room and the new floor. And that was really difficult for us. You know, we wanted to continue, uh, being with him. And so we ended up going home and a couple hours after we got home, we were told that, um, if, if we wanted to say our goodbyes, uh, and we should come back up to the hospital. And so, um, I drove back up there and the, the there was a new doctor, you know, on that floor and kind of gave us the lowdown on what was happening. And, um, yeah. Uh, and, and so we just basically spent the rest of our night kind of saying our goodbyes and everything. Um, it was, it was pretty difficult seeing my dad in that situation, you know, he, just everything kind of started failing and, um, there really wasn't much more that they could do. And I didn't want him to be any pain in pain anymore. And, um, I ended up being the one that kind of had to sign everything off on, on him getting taken off the machines. And, um, that was, that was really difficult, but I just could not stand like, they were basically saying there was no way he was, he was going to make it out of this. And I didn't want to prolong him in that state. And, um, so I, you know, I just told him, I told him how much I loved him and how incredible of a dad he was and signed the papers and um, everything probably, you know, we probably didn't get out of the hospital until about four or 5 a.m. And um, called, called uh, the school and told them that I wouldn't be able to make it in. You know, they had been praying for me and everything. And the last that they heard was that things were, looking a little better. So had to break that news and had to make several phone calls. I obviously connected with you and gave you the news and called my fiance and my mom. And, um, I, that, that was just really hard is, you know, <laughs> being on the podcast and, and, you know, thinking like, 
uh, he's going to beat this. He's going to fight this. And then on my way to the hospital calling people, oh man, like I get to see my dad. And, and then being met with that news was, was, yeah, but they sold you a bill of goods on that one. And that's the one part that has me, I mean, to me, uh, as one of the, um, I guess real time friends that you were keeping in the loop, yeah. uh, and I'm not meaning to exacerbate your pain by saying this. However, it's the most tragic part of the story to me in so many ways that I, I got a call on Tuesday, January 19th from you and you were exuberant yeah. and so stupid. Like yeah. you were so excited. You were like, <laughs> guess what? He's on the mend. Everything's yeah. going to be fine. Uh, I'm going to go see him right now and I'm going to be at the podcast tomorrow. And I was like, hell yeah, you are right on. <laughs> um, and then like several hours later, we connect on the phone and totally different scenario. And I'm like, well, okay. Um, I, yeah, we can talk about hospital communications and <laughs> staffing situations and the healthcare system at another time. But, yeah. uh, that was, uh, that quick turnaround on a dime and hearing, hearing your emotions and your voice in both states was just, uh, yeah. That was, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, unfortunate is an, an incredible understatement. Um, but <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing play by play over here and <laughs> you, leave, leave you with the Kleenex and I'm falling down on my duties. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, in, incredibly messed up though. Yeah. The um, whole thing, you know. Um, I have posted a couple times on Facebook and I know many listeners have commented and, you know, one post I was asking to leave favorite memories and I got so many good ones of those. And, um, it's been a little over a month after his passing and it was exactly a month of his passing that ended up being his birthday, February 20. And on that day, I asked everyone to share their dumb dad jokes. And um, that really made my, my day, too. Uh, that's, I mean, the people around me have really, I, I, just, I just don't know where I'd be. Or it just means the world to me that I have so many people checking in on me and sending me love and telling me how my dad impacted them. And I know several listeners on here, <laughs> you may have never met him in real life, but he became an integral part of our show <laughs> in some ways, you know, either we were ripping was, on him. That or... was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was telling my parents, I'm like, why would we go and put someone as a central weekly recurring character on the show that people yeah. fall in love with? Right. And, um, and so I know a lot of you, even if you haven't met him, I mean, you know, the man that he was, the, the jokes that he made uh, on our year anniversary of recording, the beautiful note that he wrote us. And um, I just know my dad and I have always been close, but I know that this podcast has really um, 
just helped him see the type of person I was and it really, really strengthened our relationship. He understood me better because of it. And so that is incredibly invaluable to me and um, something that I'll always be incredibly grateful for uh, moving forward. It's like, thank goodness we started it when we did, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't personally physically know him, know him. Yeah. I think we'd met, You'd met may maybe once, maybe once um, in passing type situation and, um, you know, have a lot of messaging history back and forth and a lot of mentions. And I think we've talked on speakerphone through you before and mm -hmm. um, felt like I knew him from that perspective. But that was a big takeaway from, you know, the funeral and the graveside and all of those ceremonies was, um, man, he, uh, he, he touched a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. Um, I, I didn't realize what a, like servant leader uh he was because he was certainly characterized that way with pretty tangible yeah. <laughs> pretty tangible examples of like yeah he was here every single week to do x <laughs> y and z right. um it's like so, how did he find the time you know i mean all the the takeaways from the funeral are like okay dean was a hard worker and was a servant like yeah you know it sounds like he was always you know shoulder to the gr to the grindstone and i don't know it was, yeah. uh, I have to say, uh, I know that you're not going to toot your, your own horn, but, um, I don't think I've ever cried as much in a funeral before as that funeral. Um, many times, you know, kind of thinking of things more from your perception than even my own, but, uh, there were a lot of different speakers and, um, signers and singers and, uh, different folks getting up and sharing different recollections and Brad was the grand finale and that was you know everybody's clutching them you know <laughs> the person next to them in the pew like oh this is the part like get your tissues ready yeah. and uh, I don't know if it was like what 15 20 minutes but uh, you're in order like you you step back to lightly dab like like I don't know how you pulled this off. Like it was, it was like a Academy award winning act that I don't know how you were able to do that, not break, break up in the process to only do it in a tasteful way, but also just like deliver the most genuine. I don't, it was moving. It was moving. Um, I'll say two things. Uh, the first one being that I, I completely blacked out. Like I don't remember the moment. I know exactly what I wrote cause I wrote everything down. Um, and I'm just really grateful that I got through it because the second thing is that, um, you know, there are a lot of people talking about my dad and everything, but I genuinely believe that I knew him best and, um, no one, everyone else got a taste, <laughs> but no one. No one could say what I had to say up there, and he deserved that. And so um, I made sure that I got through it for him because it deserved to be said in front of all those people. My only regret was that he wasn't able to uh, to witness it because um, 
your your performances on this podcast are certainly not indicative of your public speaking skills. Uh, I walked up to Brad after the funeral <laughs> at the graveside, and I was like, "Man, that beat the crap out of any podcast you've ever done." Like, who knew you had it in you? Like, it was truly moving. I don't know if you went back and watched it from the the stream, no. but um, it, it's truly moving. I was inspired by it, and um, going back to your point about because this is something that real time I wondered about and you can refuse to answer this, but sure. Sitting in that church, I felt the same way. I felt like nobody knew him like you did. Nobody had the bond that you had. Nobody had had the consecutive years of relationship that you'd had. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and which comprised your entire life up until this point, is there a moment of jealousy ever where you're like, who is he or she to be on stage? Or <laughs> you see somebody and they're like acting like they know. And you're like, you don't know. Like you, I know. Is there ever, because I feel possessive like that. And funerals show me that everybody has relationships with everybody. Yeah. And like, you know, you can be possessive over a relationship or mm -hmm. a friend that you liaised into a situation or whatever, but ultimately everybody forms their own bonds, their own brands and reputations and legacies. Yeah. I mean, for me, the people or for the majority part, the people speaking up there are people that knew my dad like way back when or several years ago. And so I, I just feel like I had the most accurate depiction of him. However, I will say that it, it could have been 50 more people up there and I would have been okay with that because, you know, I, I, I love hearing, uh, stories about my dad and, um, you know, people giving him his shine and recognizing how great of a person he was. So, yeah, it, it's educational to go. Like I learned a lot during that funeral and different perspectives. And, um, anyway, um, yeah. it, it goes without saying that, <clears throat> he'll be missed. This is not the bow on this conversation, even for today. Um, I think this is something that we should leave the door open to discuss in many future episodes. Mm -hmm. I know that we were having a conversation this week about, you know, we don't want this to be a memorial episode. Um, we can't not talk about it because where have we been? What have we been up to? Like, right. what's our frame of mind been? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let, we'll let you know. This is this is that conversation, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, the thing that I worry most about, like my dad's death, is not a moment uh, for me, and so. I, I guess that was my biggest fear is like coming back and being like, okay, my dad passed and like, that's that episode. And then the next time, you know, we're just out here cracking jokes and I'm not saying that that can't happen next episode, but like, this is something that is with me for the rest of my life. And, um, it, it's made me more aware of it. Obviously I've had friends and other family members that have lost people important to them and like, I, I do what people are doing for me. Like I'm there for you if you need anything and then my life keeps rolling, but now I'm on the other end of it. And, you know, even after those text messages and those hugs and everything and I'm chilling, like my dad's still gone. Um, and so that, that's not to say I'm always sad. I, that, that That's not to say that I'm just, uh, you know, playing, playing sad songs and, 
getting in my depressed bag or anything. It just means that um, this is something that will stick with me forever. And, you know, it's just going to be a part of me. So if I talk about it on more episodes, like obviously everybody's going to be understanding, but um, that's just something that's been at the forefront of my mind, not just for podcasting, but in general, like, yeah, tons of people showed up for the funeral. We heard great stories. I made Facebook posts. I got to hear from a bunch of people. Um, and now those, those posts were several days ago and they're not getting any more comments and I'm still thinking about my dad and, and relishing those memories. Um, and so that, yeah, that's just something that I'll be going through and navigating, um, forever, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think with time. Time heals um, some wounds or it, it dulls the pain, I guess. But I get your point that it's like, well, I don't want to like prematurely end my own mourning period or how you mm-hmm. should perceive what state I'm in by just coming on the podcast and then you get one podcast and <laughs> okay, well, that was the one where we, t- we talked about that. And now it's yeah. time to talk about Malaysia or whatever's going on. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And yeah. Um, I think that this this show is probably going to have some major overhauling. I mean, not really in terms of format or anything like that, but in terms of frequency, cadence, whatever. I know that we're going to be out for the next couple of weeks and wanted yeah. to get together for for this episode to kind of catch everybody up on what's been going on. And yeah, so to give you all a heads up, I, I'll be I'll be busy the next couple of weeks, and that's not just because I I wanted to come here and get this off my chest and then leave. Like I'm just going to be busy the next several weeks, but I think that'll give us even more time to um, just to process everything that's been happening. I mean, there, there are several people on here that don't even know what's happened after my dad's passing. Yeah. Um, Let's go down that path real quick. Yeah. So a week later after my dad passing, unfortunately uh, my pappy passed away. That'd be my stepmom's dad. And, um, and and the one that you've been going to see in Arkansas yeah, yeah. throughout the course of the right. show. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that was tough. And then a week after that, my aunt was in the hospital. Um, luckily she's out now, but then a week after that, my uh stepmom Shelly went into the hospital and luckily I just got to bring her home on Sunday. But then I also got word yesterday that uh, another grandpa passed away and, um, and so I, I'm, I'll be at a memorial service next Wednesday. And so, um, my close friends, which, you know, if you're close with me and you've mourned with me, I don't mind laughing. And so I think it was you and, and other people <laughs> that other people, at least one other person has, uh, called me the modern day Job and, Seriously. and, um, yeah, you know, like, like hey, buddy, what's it like <laughs> to lose every father figure in your life well, dude, in one month? Not to be morbid, but I'm like, yo, who, who is it next week? Seriously, um, <laughs> that's that's not funny to the listeners, but I, I, at this point, I'm just like, this is exhausting, you know. I'm gonna enjoy my last seven days on Earth, folks. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, you're one of the closest ones to me. So watch somehow I didn't even get your COVID. So who knows? Maybe I'm immune to. I don't know. At one point, I mean, dude, something's got to give. Like, 
Lemony Snicket is trying to shadow That's you. What you said. Lemony uh, Snicket is trying to shadow you for his upcoming series. Yeah, he you needs said, to get some inspiration. Uh, you said a series of unfortunate events. That's what it was. And then somebody else had called me the modern day Job. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm okay at laughing through the pain, but I also want it to be like people that I'm close with. You know, like if you didn't really know my pain or you weren't beside me crying with me, like don't laugh with me through this and everything. You know what I mean? Um, Like some people, I'm not going to name any names, but like some people, this isn't, they weren't trying to tell a joke or anything, but some people just don't know what to say to you whenever you're grieving. Like what? That's something that I've really noticed. (laughs) um, Give me a good one. Like, bro, just tell me that you're praying for me and keep it pushing. (laughs) Because somebody came up to me two weeks ago and was like, man, like I heard what was going on with you and your dad and, and then your grandpa and like, it, it almost brought me to tears. Oh my I'm like, goodness. Oh, was the story not sad enough? <laughs> <laughs> my fault. Like, I'll try to make sure my dog's included next time or something. Like, yeah, just, re- yeah. Like just say you're thinking of me. And, what an a-hole. <laughs> and keep it moving. Like, um, did you slap them? And say, well, now you're crying. Like, no, because like I understand people don't know what to say in those moments, and they're just trying like, to be supportive. Well, here was my here was my reaction to what you're <laughs> yeah. going through. I'm like, well, thanks for volunteering that, you <laughs> idiot. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if, if we're not in constant, not constant, but like if we're not that close, just say, just say, hey, thinking of you. Was it f- a female? No, but I, it do- it doesn't matter who it was. Okay. I don't think you know the person, honestly. They sound hella basic, so <laughs> that's like. Yeah. <laughs> you got any others? I'm <laughs> um, that that one ta- that one's the cake of it all. This prolonged like hospital ICU stay, inevitable passing on funeral, like mm-hmm. all the comfort, and you've seen so many stages of comfort, yeah. and there's just been an offending <laughs> uh, group. Uh, at every different stage, you know, from the Dr. Oz referral people to oh, I almost cried when I heard about all the crap that you're yeah. going through. Like, oh, damn, dude. What, what an idiotic <laughs> statement. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll try to make it a little. We'll try to make more of a tearjerker. Yeah, it's time. like how many people need to die for you to cry? Yeah. So or for you just I, to I not can say laugh anything. about it now. I, I think it kind of. It really rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> I was just like, thank you. And I walked away. Um, but, you know, like I recognize I, I don't even know all the right things to say whenever somebody else is going through something. So I know it came from a kind place that was just an extremely poor choice of words. Um, yeah. And that's that. But I, I had the even even close people like me, you know, like I don't know what to say sometimes, but I just typically say that, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm yeah, not sure. Just be what... like, no words, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Um, I mean, we got together when this first happened and just kind of kicked it. Yeah. You were. They were feeding you like you were an entire church choir. Yeah, we had a <laughs> we had a lot of good meals brought to us. You got to take part. What did we give you? Jason's Deli. Chicken pot pie, baby. <laughs> yeah. And some rolls. So we got to do that. And, and uh, what? <laughs> some some chunky spaghetti some chunky chicken or something. <laughs> chunky chicken i was like who would name it that courtney's trying to describe to brad what the food layout was looking like um and she uh characterized the spaghetti dish as like 
Yeah, it's like a, a chunky, a chunky. She was like, "There's like chunks of chicken." I was like, "Bro, I'll just and take the soup." <laughs> Brad and I were both like, "Don't ever use the word chunks when we're talking about delectable food." Like yeah. chunks. No, I, I think about not... upchuck. Yeah. I think about throw up. Yeah. No, definitely. So then that became a whole running gag throughout the entire <laughs> night. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good night. You came over. We got to share some memories, shed some tears, and eat some chunky chicken. So, but I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of those moments. And, um, again, like I, I just, I really do appreciate all the love and support. Like I love when people reach out and everything, but if you don't know what to say, that, and that's okay. Like I'm not expecting, like nobody, nobody is going to have the right combination of words to make this all disappear. And so just knowing that I have a great support group is more than enough for me. Like my family has been wonderful. My friends, uh, my fiance, Courtney has been the most incredible, incredible person. Um, like this whole the, thing would have been a totally different scenario. Had she not been in the picture, man, she has been my saving grace. I <laughs> like, I, I think about her heart and, and, um, the way that she's been there for me, like, and I, it bring it. I, I get teary eyed out of happiness, um, knowing that I have found someone like that. Oh, you got a you got a good one, yeah. and uh, the one. And I'll tell you that a lot of people have come to me and even reflected. You know, people that are typically cynical of this type of thing, and uh, were just like completely sold on her, on you all, on. Um, they were thankful and reliant on her. Like there, there was no like layer of approval to extend. It was like, thank God she's there because everyone knew that she was holding you down. And, um, I, I, the night that I was driving to your place, I was on the phone with my sister and I was like, yeah, thank God for Courtney. Cause I was like, Mm -hmm. it, I was like the burden on me in this kind of scenario is nothing when Courtney is there, you know, like, she she must have provided a, a lot of the brunt force of support and yeah i mean just me being able to process some of this and being able to verbalize aloud to someone and for her to be receptive of that and like she's really great at knowing when just to listen or you know when to give advice or you know what to say like man uh, some days I feel very bitter about how a lot of this turned out. And the amount that I prayed that none of this would happen and some feeling of betrayal that it did happen. And then I think maybe maybe God knew that all this was going to go down and he sent me the perfect person to get me through all of this because that's, that's what Courtney has been. So I'm, I'm in a world that has brought me a lot of misfortune lately. I'm, I'm still incredibly lucky for her and everybody else in my life who's been helping me through this. Well, we're lucky to have you back and, um, you know, these tots and bots should be awful thankful that Mr. B rad after, however many deaths and hospitalizations in the last 
month and six weeks uh, is back so quickly. Um, I'm thankful because these folks are calling me too much. Uh, I need to put a podcast out because I'm like my phone, you know, I'm like, I can only go to my parents so many days in a week. And right. <laughs> my friends are like, they keep calling. And I'm like, well, why do you keep calling? Like, yeah. we need to put a podcast out. I get it. I mean, I, I, I honestly appreciate that too. Like, I, I love that people are like, when are we getting our next dose? You know, like that, that brings me a lot of joy. Uh, but also, I also appreciate you guys understanding that um, I've needed to take a break. And if I ever need to take more of a break in the future, um, I'm assuming you guys will be understanding of that too. But um, it, it definitely does feel nice to be back and kind of verbalize my thoughts on here and, and um, wax eloquent with you. Well, it's a big transition because you just went through real adolescence. Like you just yeah. became a real man and all the manhood stuff for life is just thrust upon you yeah. with no support system. Like, I, I think I might've told you this. I, if I didn't, I was thinking it or expressing it to someone else, but like, I'm not a real man yet because up until like a couple years ago, I still had my invincible granddaddy around, mm -hmm. you know, like not only did I have my dad, but I had like uncles, I had two grandfathers up until my 20s, mm -hmm. um, and then Invincible Granddaddy went down a couple of years ago. And that was, that shook me. I was like, oh man, like there's only one layer of defense before I'm the guy. Yeah. And thankfully, you know, my parents are in the best of health mm -hmm. and they are still going to go in the next, <laughs> you know, I'm like, we're in the last we're in the last trimester of life, you know, and I'm entering my second trimester of life here. Yeah. And, um, it, Jordan Peterson talks about becoming a man and he uses the example of like being 30 or something of somewhere around there and giving the eulogy at your own father's funeral and being the man that you would be if you had to support the women, if you had to, you know, be a leader for the other men at your father's funeral. And I was thinking about that like the whole day after your speech, because mm -hmm. I was just thinking about the newfound just responsibility and how I still haven't had to grapple with, with any of this. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been thrust upon me. It wasn't by choice. Um, but I'm going to get through it. And that, that's with the help of you and, and those around me. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with commiserating on the fact that it's totally unfair. Sure. Like you, you have to feel that way. Yeah, I do. But I mean, I'm pretty sure we've gotten on this podcast many times and you've mentioned like the, the this giant rock curling through space doesn't give, I know, but damn about us. Like when I get proven right, it makes me feel hollow. Like I'm like, yeah. it is as it, it can be as pointless as you want it to be. Those yeah. prayers that you were doing, you know, how is your faith level in those prayers efficacy given what you've recently been through? Um, it's been something that I'm working through. It hasn't shaken my faith in God, um, but I've definitely. <laughs> had angry prayers, angry conversations with God. Um, but I think that's normal. Um, 
And it's just something that I'm working through. But um, again, like how fortunate am I to go through all this with all of you and to not be completely abandoned and alone? Um, in many ways, I, I'm very blessed that despite this outcome, I'm, I'm still somehow taken care of. The fact that you're seeing this with a lens of gratitude is beyond me. <laughs> I mean, you got like, what's the alternative? I, I, you don't want to know. Right. Like, okay. I, I so, just like, I, I mean, I'm looking, I'm still looking toward the future. Like I have a fiance and I'm going to marry that girl and I'm going to start my own family. Uh, uh, like you, I, you're not going to catch me in a rut right now. That's I, good. I, I'm not going to clam up and, and, and lose everything that I've been working toward. And you shouldn't. Yeah. That wouldn't have been what, what he would have wanted for you either or the no. example that he set, you know? Yeah. He was a, a butt buster and getting after it. Truly. Um, it's appropriate that you say, let's get it at the start of every show. I was surprised <laughs> that you did it today with kind of the somber, <laughs> the somber mode. I mean. But we appreciated it. Yeah. I know he would too. And this, like I said, this is something that he loved. And um, so we'll keep it pushing and. We'll keep uh, recording as we can. Okay, let's take a break and come right back. Let's do it. So you mean to tell me we have a new president? <laughs> we, oh, wow, he wasn't president when we last got together, was he? It was January 20th. Yeah. Oh, wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, we just turned on the TV in the break and uh, it, Shep Smith is just doing like He's like, there's a new bad boy in town. Uh, it's this like sheep or something. And it's all this like human interest, you know, bullcrap stories. And I'm like, you know, Biden's president when we're covering like, is your cat wanting you to stay home to Zoom? Like, do they like it? Another squirrel jet skiing. Yeah. <laughs> and this little furry guy got caught in the tree because everybody was at home doing remote learning. Like, stupid. It, it's stupid, but I'll take that for a hot second. Biden's president. Yeah. Not yeah. much has changed. Yeah. Um, well, no, a lot. We re-entered the Paris uh, Climate Accord Agreement thing. Yeah. Um, we are re-entering the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah. Um, so I guess I meant nothing really changed for me. He's in a lot of executive actions. He's got nine secretaries uh, confirmed. At this point in the presidency, uh, Trump already had 14. Obama had 15. Fun fact. Mm. I learned today. Well. Um, he's anyway, still, he still hasn't canceled, uh, student loan debt. So yeah, I've heard something about that, but yeah, what's your, messing. what's your insight into that? Uh, no insight other than it hasn't happened and I would like for it to, there was like a proposal where he was just going to cancel it, cancel it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope mean, it happens. I, I, listen, I understand why it wouldn't get passed. I'm just saying I wished it did. Uh, well, as long as there hasn't been like a federal mandatory mask mandate, just if you're outside walking, I think I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 chill. I've been tuned out uh, of that whole side of things. Yeah, I've been a little busy too. I guess they acquitted. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you get to play that card for, Brad? Quite a while, dude. My students. Um, oh man, I, I played I played a good card today. Um, my students were complaining because they had a test today and everything, and they're like, 
oh, we didn't get a chance to study, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're like, uh, we have basketball games tomorrow. Like, we're super stressed out. And I'm like, I'm the last person you want to talk to about being stressed out right now. And they're like, dang, Mr. Colvin. <laughs> like, you're going to play that? And I was like, yeah, guys, sorry. Here's your test. Yeah, like, you little twerp should be going above and beyond right now for Mr. B-Rad they've actually been really cool. Oh, whenever we came back to school, um, they completely surprised me. Like our SA student association students, they like plan events and stuff. They secretly planned my first day back to school. Everybody wore purple because that was my dad's favorite color. So that was actually like really awesome. Um, overall, they've been treating me very kindly and they've been great. So just a funny little thing today. Can I get some some props for being like the only person in like real all <laughs> unicut like rich royal purple you dress look, shirt? You look good, man. At the funeral. Yeah. I was like real purple. Looked great. Um even my socks had purple. GQ. Thank you. Yeah. You deserve it. You were wearing uh Crocs. I was wearing honor. Crocs for the first time. Yeah, I didn't know that that was your first time, but I can't yeah. say I've never owned a pair. I right. can tell you that. Um, I went and bought some for the funeral because my. For those that don't know, my dad really enjoyed uh, wearing Crocs, and me and my brother would just make fun of them all the time. And my brother had the genius idea to wear Crocs to the funeral, and he was kind of half joking. And I'm like, "No, that's brilliant! Uh, I'm gonna go get us a pair now." So we both wore Crocs to the funeral. Um, they were actually very cozy. Yeah. Yeah. They've You're... come in handy a couple times. I've worn them since. <laughs> He's a convert. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. yeah. When you say it like that, like we have a new president, I'm thinking back through January uh, 13th through present, yeah. like I'm, it's just all black hole. Like it's already February 20. Yeah. We might as well. We be didn't announce the date. It's, it's Wednesday, February 24th. Yeah. Um, My dad's birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday. Oh, snap. Happy early birthday, Bob. I, I considered not bringing it up. Because it just seemed crass, no, given what you're going through. Not, but at the no. same time, he does get a year older tomorrow, <laughs> barring the unforeseen happening tonight. <laughs> so, listen, I will take any chance, at, uh, any opportunity to celebrate life. Yeah, so I, I love that. So, uh, wish you the best year yet, Bob. And um, we're getting down on some India Palace, son. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Can't wait. Dude, I'm getting some great uh, Thai food this weekend. I'm hanging out with um, Gary Edwards, who was a musical oh, yeah, guest yeah. on uh, the podcast way back when. And, nice. Um, and my old roommate, Cam, we're getting together this weekend. Okay. So looking forward to that. But yeah. Shout good, out to those guys. Good, good food all around. Well, so I haven't done Thai since that one time um, when some things happened to me that... <laughs> uh, should never happen again. Okay. Um, I had it ruined Sabody, it for you. Sabadi Lao Thai food would deliver to the uh, my old apartment in Uptown, yeah. and I would I love their Tum Kakai soup. And then one time, uh, that soup did me wrong, and um, I'd never had food poisoning mm -hmm. before, and it was just ruined you. I I was not in control in any way. <laughs> it was you weren't in control of your body. No, man. No. You know who was? Mr. Tumka Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Took full control, man. He did whatever he wanted. It oh, was mercy. awful. Yeah. Well, I'm it sorry, man. Me. And I've you... just never gone back. 
yeah, I, I would give you a different dish. Like you wouldn't have to get soup. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's just been a mental block. It's not really based on any fact or anything. Yeah. Other, I'm just than... gonna be like, "Hey, meet me here. I'm gonna put you in my car. You'll be the DJ. You won't even see where we're walking into." And okay, get you get you. However, like, you need to learn me, buddy. Some, some spicy chicken basil, bro. That's I'll, I'll that's, do it. I'll do yeah. it. I'm down with it. Yeah. Um, I know some listeners have actually been to Thai Texas in Arlington. That's where I'm going this weekend. So, like Dylan Sargent, I know you've been there. Um and maybe a few others, but it's actually a pretty popular place in Arlington, but that's, that's my favorite go-to in this area. What were we talking about just before that? You're, you're getting Indian food with your dad. It's your dad's birthday. Yeah. But, um, before that, maybe before that, the, okay. President, um, black hole. Um, <laughs> um I'm hanging out with Gary and Kim. yeah, I don't know, man. I'm a little rusty. I can't bring you back so on track. Apparently, rusty man. Like yeah. I think that, dude. Like I think that my spatial awareness, my awareness of like where I am in the year, my year in mm-hmm. progress, all of that stuff was so in tuned with this show being weekly yeah. that not having done it since for a month and a half, well, basically, our, our lives were canonized every week. Oh, like that's deep. Yeah. Like our weekly activities, the things that stood out, we talked about on a weekly basis for a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I I couldn't tell you what I did last week either. Dude. Yeah, this is important Mm -hmm. in a weird way. Yeah. We'll have to get David to change it to the monthly catch up (laughs) podcast. But (laughs) what's the line where he says something about Wednesday? On Wednesday, we'll be counting our stacks up. It's like every day we'll be counting our stacks up. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) On the first, we'll be counting our stacks up. There you go. Yeah. That's when rents do. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Speaking of rent. Um, can uh, we, can we, are we about to start talking about the musical? No. Oh, okay. 525,600 oh, minutes. I had no idea you would know. I, I just like that song. Oh my goodness. I like that song. Great song. Um, I, I don't think I've ever watched the, the film or the, okay. the show. The um, music's the important part. Okay. You surprised me. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, I learned a new side of you today. Glad to give you that moment there. What were we talking about? <laughs> Rent. Rent. Uh, oh, can we talk about this massive power outage last week? Oh like, my goodness. I um, I heard that they can throttle you to like 9,000% per kilowatt hour. Like I'm on a variable electric plan. Yeah. And I heard that some of these people were throttling people, which I didn't have electric to throttle. But... Yeah. When it did come back on, if they were charging me for everything like that, I'm concerned. But uh, let's share experiences. You want to sure. go first? So me and Courtney went grocery shopping on Sunday. Um, I was told no matter what, I would be teaching online. So I needed her apartment because my house does not have Wi-Fi. We've talked about that many times. Um, so we got groceries and we chilled for four days. Uh, her power never went out. The day she went back to work on Thursday... They turned off her water for like 24 hours. Um, but we were fortunate that like we got a little cold because we, in order to conserve energy, we turned the AC down. Um, but we did not have as rough a time as many people did. And I know you're about to get into yours. I'll say that 
um, our mutual buddy Gavin and his fiance, uh, his parents are living with him right now too. Um, they were without power for a little over 80 hours and luckily they had a generator, but they didn't have electricity all that time and they would have left, but I guess they had neighbors who like had oxygen tanks and stuff and didn't want to leave their home. So Gavin's like texting the group chat, like taking care of these people. Like we can't get out of here. And he's kind of being funny about it, but I know that they were down bad. Like uh, they were. That's the real yeah. concern, man, is like people yeah. hooked up to ventilators right. and oxygen masks and all yeah. of these things. Like you don't realize how critical electricity is to life. Yeah. Um, and all the all the downwind downstream implications of like, OK, you don't have electric in the building. You know what that actually means? Mm -hmm. It's like you don't. You instinctively still you flick yeah. the light switch or think like, oh, this doesn't go off electric. Mm -hmm. And it totally does. Yeah, and like all the freezing of the pipes and everything. I have a student who's home flooded and he's been staying in a hotel like with his mom. I, I think barring, you know, you being on some sort of life preserving electric needing situation mm -hmm. um, or just freezing to death uh, and, and young kids, old people, whatever. I think the real worst situation is when pipes burst, yeah. flood the home, it's freezing, uninhabitable. And then instead of just getting your power back and life going back to normal a couple of days later, like you have insurance adjusters in your home mm -hmm. scoping things out for the next month. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a real situation and disgusting. I saw a lot of video footage and Instagram mm -hmm. reels and stuff like that from friends, even in uptown and medical district. I think, I think right. our friend Brandon, he had water coming through the ceilings, like everywhere. It was insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I by no means have any right to complain about that situation at all. So um, we were fortunate. We, you know, we stayed in, um, cooked a lot of soup and, and made sandwiches and, and just chilled for a few days. And I taught online. Um, but I do want you to share your experience. So my experience, I guess I'll start on like Saturday, maybe like I thought I was handling this responsibly is my main point. Mm -hmm. And it just shows it. This whole situation just made me feel very helpless. But um, I think I'd shared on the last episode that I'd been seeing someone and uh, that mm -hmm. situation continues. Yeah. Uh, her name is Delaney. I'll just name her. Sub Delaney. Shout we, out. We've got new listeners in some of her sisters and apparently her mother. Oh, wow. So be on your best behavior, Brad. Um, anyway. Oh, the stories I could tell. Delaney was out doing her thing on Saturday. I went to the grocery store. I was like, I'm going to stock up. Like yeah. this monsoon is coming. Um, she comes back on maybe Saturday night and looks at all the stuff that I got. And I got all the typical munchies and paper products. Did you I overeat like early on because I ate my bag of Doritos like the first day. Well, I got multiple bags of Doritos smart because I got one. <laughs> I was like, you know, we'll make this last. It was gone. And I'm like, dang, dude, like I'm having broccoli now. Yeah. Like I, I got the Doritos. I got the extra cheddar flavor blasted goldfish uh, for her, which you and me, I, I, those things are so addictive. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we, plow through half that Saturday night and <laughs> okay, okay, cool. it starts to really snow on Sunday. Yeah. And so she's like, we need to go back to the grocery store. We go to Tom Thumb. We load up with like stuff that wouldn't even require power to make. Like we got even PB and J essential, like mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and batten down the hatches. It snows all day Sunday, you know, Monday, wake up, 
and it's like just snowed in. It's just glistening everywhere, but also getting sunny. And so typical routine, get up, make coffee, do whatever. Um, she, she left to go to her office to study and I start in on my day. I wasn't going to go into the office that day just because it was, you know, negative 10 wind chill yeah. in Dallas. So it's 8.30 a.m. I'm on my first demo um, with this uh, with this company. And I've got six different, you know, buyers on Zoom mm-hmm. uh, doing my thing. About 8.48, I would say, maybe 8.50, um, everything just conks out. Like, they all freeze on the screen. All the lights go out. Everything goes out. Like, and I was like, what? Like, I, I hadn't even thought of that as like a potential possibility. Oh, let me back up. It did blow that night, m- early Monday morning, like yeah. 1, 2 a.m. It blew and oh, yeah. then it came back on at like 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. So never really noticed too much. Like, I remember waking up at one point and thinking the fan's off and uh, then went back. I heard it conk back on at some point during the night. But then at 8.50, it blows in the middle of this demo and I, I just freak out. Um, it was like a follow-up. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to close these people <laughs> yeah. and, uh, we're a tech startup. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. power blows. So I just tether my phone real quick. I go back into the zoom call. It's like been eight or 10 minutes at this point. They're all still waiting. They're oh, like, wow. are you ready to commence? Like we, we thought maybe you had some issue and I was like, yeah, I'm down here in Dallas and <laughs> we're getting hit hard right now. Yeah. And so, uh, the remainder of that day was just, um, a you know what show because I had a full day of meetings scheduled and was trying to track down power and Wi-Fi and heat and my office, which is on the next street, they were out of power. They had no Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Like all the commercial institutions, all, Chipotle, everything was closed down on the street yeah. and it, everybody was just monsooned. And I was like, well, I never thought about having to weather this without power. And uh, so long story short, we were not on rolling blackouts. Like we were off for 15, 20 hours at a time. Mm. And, um, you know, she's studying, she's got the bar coming up, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I'm trying to close deals. We ended up having to seek refuge at my parents' house in Plano. Shout out Bob and Jan. Multiple nights last week. And it was just, they must have been, our best guess at this point, because there, there was like people all around them without power. Like mm-hmm. the drive from Dallas to Plano each night was so insane because one half of the highway would be lit up. The other half wouldn't. Jeez. And you'd get to my parents cross streets um, and you would turn onto the street that their access road is on and like all behind you would be just a blackout. And then all in front of you would be lit up. Wow. Street lights, homes, whatever. And so they never went down. They never had a flicker. Awesome. They must have been on this uh, this urgent care or something that's mm-hmm. down the street, local hospital situation nice. was the best guess because it was really a crapshoot as to what you were experiencing. Yeah. And it came down to, are you next to like a public institution or hospital that needs to always be up mm-hmm. um, if you were in Dallas proper, um, especially the closer to the city center you got. So down here in Victory Park, we were just screwed. Um so ended up going up there for warmth and fellowship and mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and, and worked up there one day. Yeah. Um, ended up being a really fun time, though. Nice. Yeah, despite despite the craziness, I'm sure. Bonding experience. Well, and ate good. You know, my mom is like 
she just busts out the uh, oh, it's cold recipe book, uh-huh. and it's ridiculous. Like white chili, white oh. corn chowder chili, uh, potato soup. Uh, you know, we walked oh. in the first night, and she literally had like pizza, mac and cheese, potato. Like it was just Amazing. like. Yeah, and then she was like, come eat by the fire, and then the cookies came out. It was insane. She's a great host. <laughs> yeah, we, we got home. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> the cookies are so good, and she's always force-feeding them, especially to the guys, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, and dude, she sends me with a bag home every time. We get home, and uh, Delaney goes, man, those cookies were so good. And she's like, I figured her secret out. She doesn't eat any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, oh, that was a fun good. time. Love it. Oh, well, I'm glad you're safe. They're investigating ERCOT. So yeah, there's this like third party board that tells the electricity companies like how to throttle or when to black out based on, you know, the elements and mm-hmm. other conditions or whatever. And a couple of these power plants froze over in this uh, big winter storm and couldn't produce. And with everyone being at home and needing heat and the heat differential from mm-hmm. wherever you were at. Like if it went to zero degrees and all of a sudden your apartment was 50 or 60 and you needed to go up to 70, the differential for the kilowatt hours, you get where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we just like overpowered the system. There wasn't enough to go around. And so they just basically, the decisions that were made about who got power, when, and who didn't, uh, there's big outcry from the mm-hmm. community. I'm not sure if you're clued into this based on your I, location. I saw a little bit, but uh, not a lot. <laughs> Sorry. I'm down on the floor. <laughs> Had pod- to stretch my back out a little. We could podcast lying down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, Tell me about the blackouts, bro. You feel safe in these arms? <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you'll just be Big Spoon for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so there were examples of like neighborhoods in the burbs where like one side of the, the neighborhood street, like mm-hmm. in your cul-de-sac was lit up and the other side wasn't. And I was like, Dang. that'd be a civil war, dude. Like, yeah. be like, let me in, you yeah. know, because people's places were going to 30 degrees. Yes. Like everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like whenever I'm talking about Gavin and his fiance, like it was yeah. that bad. Like everybody in our building was like at the, uh, they were in the parking garage in their cars trying to get warmed up for heat. And they were also charging their stuff and using their car Wi-Fi on conference calls. So there was like dozens of cars that were on Mm -hmm. in the parking garage during this whole apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, Difficult to find water, difficult to find gas for a few days. Um, I'll be honest from, so we got our groceries Sunday night. I didn't step outside until Wednesday, played a little bit in the snow um and then went home on thursday but because uh, because my home was without water but we weren't too con- it's weird to say but we weren't too concerned because shelly was in the hospital and i was at courtney's so um our water got turned back on the night before shelly came home fortunately so that's good yeah 
um, a lot of people are just raising beef that some of the less affected areas appear to be the more um, uh, the higher household income type areas. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know what the correlation is there, but I don't know who makes those decisions. But the public transparency from this ERCOT agency or third party board, which ironically, I found out that all of the senior leadership on this particular board are not Texas residents. Really? Yeah. They like live in Michigan. How does that and, happen? I don't know. Like one's literally like a professor at the University of Cologne in Germany and lives in like Burbank or somewhere. That doesn't, I feel like that, <laughs> that shouldn't be It's just a thing. Bro, it's bureaucracy. It's like another agency to paper push and be knowledge workers yeah. to govern the real knowledge workers and producers. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, my knowledge of like electricity and how the business works and like, you know, I didn't realize that they could they could manufacture like or produce so many megawatts of energy and I didn't realize that like a single megawatt could power a home for like mm -hmm. or like hundreds of homes for like a year or something yeah. and they're producing like tens hundreds of thousands of these a day and I'm like how is my little apartment electric bill like $109 a mm. month and you're producing enough for my entire building for 25 years in an hour yeah. like and it's like a monopoly yeah i feel um and we don't have to go off on this tangent yet but it's something that i do want to talk about but i feel like a lot of this business stuff is um put under the microscope and i was eventually going to want to talk about the uh stock market and the GameStop and amc mm. i feel like people are wising up to some of these plays that these huge corporations are doing not just with the stock market, but like you're saying with electricity and many other things and um, realizing that there a lot of us are really getting the short end of the stick. I think that everything that's occurred in the last like 18 months has just further heightened the sense that we are so mortal, so specks of dust on a flying rock going through space, mm -hmm. clinging to, you know, yeah. our natural, um, scenario or environment and covid has shown us like just how mortal we are and like how if there was ever a really lethal pandemic that could spread mm -hmm. you know where you see it go from like one case to you know half a million deaths in 12 months yeah um you know that could be a real situation true uh when the power goes out even more you know contemporary dangerous situation yeah um, um, uh, thoughts on Ted Cruz fleeing? Hilarious. Hilarious, right? Yeah. Would you do the same? Would I go to Cancun during a storm? Uh huh. Yes. Right. That's. I I. I get that he's in a position and, and all that stuff, and even if he lied about his, I, I don't know whether or not he did, but if he used his daughters as an excuse, I'm like. If I could get my wife and my kids out of here and be chilling and getting a tan instead of going through this, I would. I think about some of the things my dad would have done for me if 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 he had the opportunity. I'm like, he wouldn't care what other people had to say. He'd just make sure that we're good, you know? Here's the real deal. Uh, it's just an optic situation. And is he a spineless piece of trash likely? Yeah. Yeah. Is he hard to work with? Apparently the hardest. Sure. I'm, is he the Zodiac killer? The, probably. probably. Um, 
is he when he tweeted out Texas strong and him handing out pallets of water bottles <laughs> and a Texas mask the next day, like a dutiful little boy, mm-hmm. like was it the fakest thing you've ever seen? Of course, like I can't believe he even posted it. Bro, if Southwestern got him at a graduation as a gra- graduation speaker, he's probably not that great. How did oh, I saw Cynthia tweet that and I was like, how did the class of 2013 get Ted Cruz and I got Don Schneider <laughs> and I was front row for all that gleek and spit that he was had going on? I don't know. I was 2014 and I don't even remember who spoke at mine. I don't think got, <laughs> I don't think we got anybody. It's probably uh, President Anderson. No, no shade there. (laughs) At least mine was an author, (laughs) a president of North America or something. I don't know. Yeah, Ted Cruz is hilarious, though. Like the fact that he came back and then posted photos of him handing out (laughs) water bottles, like so funny. But, you know, is one man going to truly affect real help in that moment? Him being, it, it was more of just like how it, looked it's like oh you're abandoning the people that you swore to help take care of but again how much would he be capable of doing um not much i'm probably somebody else could have stood in for him the next day handing out water bottles i don't know though you there's something to be said for if you're a representative especially of a certain age demographic which he's not 60 70 he's younger still he's in the breadbasket of his life yeah so if he's an able-bodied texas man especially with a truck or whatever the big thing that i felt that i wanted to do and contribute if i had if i didn't have work and i like it was so stressful trying to figure out where i was going to be if the power was going to be back on at the house or if I should stay at my parents and mm-hmm. when is this meeting like that I didn't have time to volunteer during this whole fiasco because I was without power for much yeah. of it but had I been one of the lucky ones with power what I really wanted to do was check on the shut-ins and the invalids and like be that person that could take you to the one of the warming centers right because some of these old folks we're probably still finding some of these old folks that were living alone mm-hmm. you know and froze to death yeah yeah super there are people that one of the saddest I don't know. It's kind of sad and in some ways, well, I shouldn't say that this one mother and daughter, they died because they were trying to get warm in the car, but forgot to put the garage door open. Ah, man. And I've always joked that that's my preferred method of offing myself where I'd ever do that, which I never would. But, uh, so I found it ironic, yeah. but a lot of people got carbon monoxide poisoning mm-hmm. and situations like that from cars and also like ovens and mm. different things in the home. So there was like a lot of that death count was due to carbon monoxide poisoning well, from people I just huddling for warmth. I have not heard that. That makes oh, yeah. sense, but man, that's people trying to survive, but they're just not, they were just weren't knowledgeable in, in how to keep themselves safe. Jeez. It's something I would do, but um, just not even thinking about it. But it's very – and intuitively you would think if – because if you haven't heard about that, you would have no idea of knowing. And not no. naturally you're going to think, I'm going to keep the garage door down because that's going to trap the heat. Right. Yeah. Man, that's terrible. Yeah. So last week was um, – chaos yeah and for all of my texas customers i was having to i literally pitched a couple of um hr executives down in austin 
I checked in with them prior and said, you guys good? Like I'm at a stable power source. I'm at my parents. Mm-hmm. I'll be coming to you live from a card table in my little sister's bedroom. <laughs> 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 What's what? <laughs> um, and they were like, yeah, I think we'll be good. And like we literally met when they were like on a 45 minute rolling blackout. They're like, quick, we've got 45 minutes. Let's do the demo. Oh, wow. And uh, it was just utter chaos last week. And yeah. I got a lot of outreach from customers uh, in Canada and DC. And like apparently there was a lot of national and even international news coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had international customers ask me like when I say, oh, we're a Dallas, Texas based public benefit corp. They're like, were you affected? And I'm like, yeah, we were. Wow. But for it to be, it was a na- it was a state of emergency for the entire state because every single county, all two hundred and fifty four, were at like below freezing for ho- however many yeah. consecutive hours or days. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like I said, we were still online. Um, Zoom and Google Meets has uh, killed the snow day. Um, but it, it was interesting. We were told like, yeah, we'd rather get online so we don't have to roll in, like use days of our summer break um, to come back. Cause I guess we've used all of our free days already. Um, but yeah, I had about 85 to 90% of students most days. And some of them were without electricity. And so I've been working with them this week to get them caught back up. Um, that's been, I don't know, somewhat interesting. Um, and, and and then just trying to find the balance between, okay, so you didn't have power or you just slacked off because we were online, you know, like trying to find the students who are being genuine and like genuinely needed help and others who had their power and had internet and were present online, but still didn't get their work done because they were being lazy. You know what I mean? I do. Um, Cause like, that perception layer was something I very much took into account with like how I was trying to govern my behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that like our CEO lives literally less than probably three quarters of a mile from here and is on a different power grid, thinks that he backs up to a, a children's hospital and that might have been a saving grace. Mm. Um, but I'm thinking to myself like, boy, the people that are like online are just like <laughs> humming away like well, Carson's not online. That's, that's interesting. Like, I know he had some power issues, but you're just thinking like, oh, the power went out, like light a candle, like you'll be fine. Um, (laughs) you don't realize like all the downstream implications, like we have digital doors in this building. There were people that were stranded outside because all of a sudden no fob or key insert would work on the digital doors. It went to like 20 degrees in the lobby and first floor. Um, you couldn't get in or out. There were pipes bursting in other areas of the building. Thank God we weren't affected um, over on my half. But, uh, you know, no packages could be delivered. Mm-hmm. Uber Eats, all delivery services and food had shut down yeah. uh, in the greater area. It was just, I don't know, like the, when when the power would go off or on, the f- this was the greatest part. I'm having a one-on-one with our CEO on Monday. Monday was just a doozy. Mm-hmm. And the power had finally come back on from 2 to 5. And as part of it coming back on, the fire alarm system had started to go off. Yep. So I ended up having to conduct this meeting. Thankfully, I had a virtual background. But I conducted it from the commode in mm-hmm. the only room, like with both doors of the bathroom shut. 
because that was the only room that didn't have a fire alarm going off. Yeah. And if you went out into the hallway, like it was even worse. Like it, it was just impossible. Yeah. It's been impossible to get stuff done. Sorry to deflect from your original question. I'm no, just like, re- you're good. I'm reflecting on the fact that like, we don't have enough power. We don't have enough ICU beds. You know, yeah. the stock market and all that, it's all a con man front. It's like mm-hmm. all a game. Like it's all about confidence and like interest. And I'm, you know, of course, butchering that description, but the whole Robin Hood like GameStop situation, what an epic story. I was involved, but not with GameStop. But did you make out? I, I did get on AMC. Um, but I got on a little too late, so I'm down like 20 bucks. But I got in. <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly, I got in on Dogecoin, um, the cryptocurrency that Elon has kind of been talking about. It's like a meme currency. I got off. I got out 400 bucks up. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Nice little payday. Hashtag Doge. Yeah. Just took about two weeks and um, cashed out at the right time. It's kind of gone down since then, but. Um, feeling pretty good about it. I've actually been talking a lot to Buff and Abroad, Brock Reichert, um, about this stuff because I, I see him tweeting about it. And so I've asked him for a little bit of advice. Um, I got in on Ethereum, which is another legitimate crypto coin, but I had been watching it for several days and it had been staying like steady, steady, steady. I purchased um, a decent amount. And then it just tanked, dude. <laughs> it tanked like within 30 minutes of me getting it. Oh, like, wow. So I'm just like, oh, this is cool, fun, fun. Oh, my gosh. Maybe that's the thing that died that week was uh, your Ethereum yeah, account. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is where I feel uh, so like financially illiterate because like I don't play the stock game mm-hmm. at all. And like I'm literally reading reddit threads yep. from these dudes that are oh, like dude wall street i'm 31 bets. i'm 31 you know i've been making this amount of money i'd gotten i'd saved up 50 or seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars and i literally sunk it all in one afternoon i'm sitting on 3.5 million i'm out of the game like no need to take any more risks i'm on my own burn rate right. i'm done i'm financially independent for the rest of my life and i saw multiple examples one guy had taken hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and some people took like reverse mortgages or something in that moment to like double down on whatever they were doing and they made millions and millions of dollars Yep, and now they're chilling like dudes like you somebody in this building could have made 3.5 million dollars and like quit their job yeah that's what i was hoping for i got 400 bucks it's just insane to see that kind of uh short get yeah but gamestop is back up today they got back up over a hundred percent today um and then AMC was also up, and that's why I'm only losing twenty dollars at the moment. But I figured I'd just hold on to it. I think uh, I think it'll gradually go back up, just because the more people getting vaccines, the longer time has progressed, the more people going to movies and everything. I think that'll become a little bit more normal as time goes on. And so I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna count my losses just yet. I think it'll end up going back up. hopefully fingers crossed (laughs) yeah fingers crossed for you buddy (laughs) keep me keep me posted i don't know like with everything going on in my life i don't know why i think i'd win the lottery like well there's a lot of uh speculation as i understand it to be Mm -hmm. called that occurs on wall street that is not exactly uh beneficial or 
I guess, produces an end product that consumers find of value. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they, the, the people that are short, shorting stocks and the Bill Ackman's of the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, interesting to see, you know, it shared interest in terms of like PE firms that are in bed with multiple startups or platforms that, you know, one goes down and they need to bail it out. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's interesting. It I, been. I love the memes coming out of it. I was talking to a crypto CEO that sits in my workspace and he was telling me that like with everything that he's seen that you should literally be storing like two to 5% of your net worth in cash and everything else should be in everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? Two to 5%. That's insane. Yeah. Like I, I guess I'm just more conservative when it comes to that. Like I just wouldn't feel comfortable. Like, putting them into like penny stocks or putting them into bigger corporations? Uh, you know, like real estate stocks. Oh, okay. Like oh, a, so not just a portfolio, okay. got it, a got portfolio. It, got it. I, I don't know what the large buckets of that portfolio were in his mm-hmm. opinion. He sent me a long blog that I have yet to devour, um, due to time constraints, but yeah, can be like our boy Heston and invest in some storage units. Yeah. Let let your money make some more money. You know, he's running a syndicate for that that allows people like you and me, like lay people, to put $10,000 into a fund that he then takes all that money and uses it for those uh, self-storage um, um, investment opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then he'll pay out dividends based right. on how the portfolio is doing. And there's like mentors that are like Twitter influencers that literally are like self-storage startup gods that oh, well. he follows and he's becoming well he is one yeah. you know like he and he's running a syndicate against it so that's likely where i would put that's where i'd put my money first because like he has like real the way that he described it to us on that one podcast was like genius yeah for sure um ahead of his time and heston i'm still trying to get on your level man um i've been trying to expand my knowledge at least in the stock market game, I should probably do more um, outside of that and just find other avenues and where um, I can make money while I sleep. But uh, well, that's the uh, stock game. Um, did you hear about what's new in the rap game with our boy Bobby Schmurder? No, Bobby Schmurder's out. Six years later, hot boy. Yo, six years. Yes, locked up for six years. He was freed. What yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it still feels like it was about a week ago. About a week ago. Yeah, man. I remember that must have been like, oh, I guess that was whenever Vine was still a thing. Because I remember, you know, like how songs today get like a lot of popularity on TikTok. Yeah. Um, I think I think he was I think that was back whenever Vine was still going on or still at its height. Um, But a lot of people were using his song. Anyway, if you are familiar with the rap game, Bobby Shmurda is free. Hoping to, I don't know if it was a joke or it was an actual quote, but it said Bobby Shmurda is going to be wanting to link up and make a song with um, Fetty Wap, <laughs> like because he's been locked up so t- so long he doesn't know who's hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> like Fetty Wap hasn't had a hit in several years as well, so probably that, six that's years. Funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I like that one. 
<laughs> that's I, good... I need to look up and see. I, it might have been an actual quote, but I saw it trending. That's pretty funny, man. Yeah. Shout out to him. Much Shout love. <laughs> Bobby Schmurda. Um, yeah, and in other news, uh, celebrity influencer news, uh, I've actually not to make it about me, like the person that's like, I almost shed a tear, but, Uh um, I feel like every golf or sports fan just Mm. feels like the burden right now. Like of like, I feel like I can't go through another Kobe right now is all I'm saying. Right. And this one was more important to me than Kobe. Mm -hmm. Um, gotta be no disrespect to Kobe, but this just hits closer to home. You know, I followed tiger for the pro-am, you know, 18, whole round um when i was like 10 or 12 years old it was like right in the height of his like rise to fame like i i just i grew up idolizing him mm-hmm. you know and he was in this uh horrific car accident yesterday morning at like 7 a.m and i think an la suburb and they jaws of life him out yeah and his the, i hate the way they describe it like his right extremity like i'm like what does that mean yeah. Um, they said his ankle was shattered. As I understand it, his leg might have been pretty mangled. Yeah. But um, thankfully, he is alive and coherent and being able to ask answer questions. And it would appear that he's okay. I also saw a report that like um, there's no report of him being inebriated or anything like that. You know, that some people were talking about. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if that would matter or not, but that's going to be the joke. That's going to be the first thought from some people. And, you know, it is suspicious yeah. when you have like a, a life harrowing solo car accident mm-hmm. at like 7 a.m. It's like, are you going home or are you going out? You know, like, yeah. which well, way are you going? He, apparently, he was supposed to be meeting up with uh, Drew Brees. Well, he, that would make sense because he had just filmed a golf instructional video with Dwayne Wade the day before mm. or the day of, or no, the day before. Okay. So I think he was on a, I think he was on a calendar that week because mm-hmm. he had just hosted the Genesis Invitational at Riviera in near Los Angeles. Yeah. And typically he would play in that. He couldn't this year because he's going through some surgeries and some stuff right now that he has back issues, right? Yeah. 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 He's um you know, he won the Masters this past year. I guess Dustin Johnson did, but in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, he did. And that was... that's the next major upcoming that's in April. And so he was a commentator on the Sunday coverage of the Genesis Invitational this week with Jim Nance. And, you know, the question was, are you going to be competing prior to the Masters? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, what's the roadmap look like? And then within 24 or 48 hours, like he has a mangled leg and his his return to golf competitively is in question from what we know currently and the whole thing is just so 360 and that life is so screwed up because the day prior max homa younger pga professional really cool social media guy Mm -hmm. you know he wins on personality even though he's only won once or twice on tour up until this point and he idolizes tiger idolizes tiger yeah wanted to uh there's a famous story about him like wanting to get a high five and missing it from Tiger when he was like 10 or 12 at the Genesis mm-hmm. Invitational or somewhere. And he comes from behind to win on Sunday. And Tiger gives him the Genesis Invitational trophy. And it was like life making for, for Max Homa. Because yeah. it was 
definitely one of the biggest tournaments he's ever won mm -hmm. and further solidification of his place on the PGA tour, but his hero hands him the, the thing. And then with within 24 hours, he may never see his hero compete professionally again. And it's like, it all goes back to buffing abroad, screwing us with that book <laughs> and that note that I can't help but think about that all the time because it's so right and it, it was exemplified for us in such a major way yeah. for you in such a major way um so proximately to receiving that book and that note that you're going to do certain things for the last time this year and i'm going to go ahead and start saying this month today yeah like if if you're in question about making the call like make the call because you don't know um i can attest to that and I know that's like a cliche type thing. Like, oh, you, like all, all that's promised is today. Like tomorrow's not. Um, but it's something that I wholeheartedly agree with. Like if you got something to say, something to, something to do, I wouldn't put it off. And I'm really glad that in many regards, I didn't do that um, with my dad. So like that, that man knows exactly how I felt about him. Um, and I just want to continue making sure the people around me know how I feel about them and, and to not um, take that for granted and just to continue making those memories that, that I want to make. Um, yeah. So I, I would highly recommend that to all of you. I'm pretty happy with this first, uh, this first time back yeah. um, after being rusty Um so I'm good to start wrapping if, if you are, but what, yeah, where man. are you going to, where are you going the next couple of weeks? Um, okay. So next week I'll, I'll be at a memorial service the following week. I have a school function, but for our spring break, which I believe begins on March 13th, um, Courtney and I are going to be taking a road trip, um, and ending up in Vegas, but we're going to hit up the grand Canyon. We are going to, I think, I think before that Albuquerque and like, just make some fun stops along the way, check out the Hoover dam, which is right over by there. And, um, a lot of our friends are turning 30 this year. Um, Alec, Gerald, uh, Cole won't be there, but, um, him as well. Um, myself. And so a lot of us thought it'd be fun just to kind of go and celebrate. And so, um, we'll probably leave like on a Friday and get to Vegas. We'll take our time getting there. We get there around Tuesday or Wednesday and, uh, Alec is flying in on Wednesday. Uh, Gavin and his Alec and Rochelle. Yeah. They found a babysitter and, um, uh, Gavin and his fiance will fly in. I believe on that Friday, George Rosa will fly in on that Friday. Um, and, now that I'm telling this, maybe, maybe, WTF. maybe you'll fly in. We literally just made these plans on Sunday. Okay. Um, so don't feel like super out of the loop. Like, Where are you saying? Good question. We haven't even booked it. Like this is so new that we have, we've, they've booked their flights and Courtney and I are planning on driving, but we haven't even picked a spot to stay. I will say you, uh, knowing you, you'll probably stay at a better place <laughs> than what everyone else is wanting to stay at. What? Um, I, I think they're wanting to stay like in Fremont. Um, okay. 
yeah. that, that's a solid option for, especially if I'm a cheap gambler. Mm-hmm. Fremont is a dope situation. Like last time I went with Sierra and the crew, uh, all the girls stayed, we boys stayed on the strip. Mm-hmm. Girls stayed at, uh, hotels, uh, the D in, okay. uh, Fremont. Yeah. The, um, so some of this crew went last year as well. I've never been, but I guess they stayed at a place called the golden nugget. Yeah. 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 Um, that's the main one on the drag there. Yeah. So they might stay You've there. You've never been where? To Vegas. To Vegas. That's what I'm saying. Bro. That's you're why going I, to Vegas in like three weeks without me for the first time? First of all, this was just planned over the weekend. Second of all, I told you I didn't want to talk about it before we started recording so I could give you the news on here and formally invite you Goodness on gracious. Air. So, of course, you're more than welcome. I was now. just in Vegas. Delaney and I went to Vegas for New Year's. I know. Um, I'm going to go back for Michael this year, too. Dang, dude. We're going to go. It's going to be wet and wild. Yeah. We're going for pool parties. That sounds fun um but yeah okay. of, of course you're you're obviously more than welcome to come well i'll look at my ho- um, i'm hotel tonight level five or six now so dang. um last time i went i got caesar's palace for like 70 dollars mandalay bay for like that's insane like literally 80 dollars like it was nothing wow yeah really nice okay there's a lot of perks to being in vegas right now yeah i don't know if buffets are open yet but i don't know either i'm sure a lot of things are closed down and like i'm not uh like a heavy gambler or anything like that so um i'm more hype about my road trip with courtney and like going to the like the grand canyon has been on my bucket list for a very long time and i've never been there either um oh goodness man that that's that that will change you yeah that's what i'm hoping um so really really looking forward to that hoover dam is pretty intense too yeah yeah okay you might look up uh I don't know if Zion National Park is over in mm. that okay. vicinity or um but yeah, so I'll be I'll be taking video recording our trip. Uh, Courtney got me an awesome new GoPro, like the latest GoPro for Christmas. Haven't really put that bad boy to work yet, so I'll be doing that. You know I I take video on a lot of my trips and everything. Um, I know. I wish you like followed me around and made daily which, shizzle reels. So I'm inviting you on this trip, so maybe you'll Ooh. be in this video. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you some good content, buddy. There we go. All right. Well, we got to end this podcast so I can go uh, look up flights. No. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens, but th- okay. you need to get out of here. So I'm excited yeah. that you're going to go have this uh, adventure. And I think that that stuff that you're going to find, Grand Canyon. Uh, look, you got to go to Horseshoe Bend. Okay. Uh, Horseshoe Bend, I think. I've heard of Horseshoe Bay. Horseshoe Bay. Okay. Go to Horseshoe Bay. Uh, you got to go to Horseshoe Bay. Okay. Um, you'll just stumble across it. Um, Antelope Canyon, like a lot of this stuff is going to be reservation only that you don't have access to anymore. Uh But, um, I went with a, an old friend once and we broke into a Canyon that was across (laughs) the street from Antelope and just went six miles down to a waterfall. It was intense. Very cool. Um, I want to thank you for all of your love and support, uh, outside of recording and everything. Um, you've been a reliable friend and uh, a big part in making life manageable and okay. So thank you very much. That's generous of you. Yeah. Glad to be counted among the few that you can count on. Yeah. Likewise. And you know I got you. So um, happy to be back. Happy with this episode. Uh, thanks everyone for Uh, tuning in and uh, you'll probably have to wait a few more weeks for the next one but at least this time you get a little bit of a warning and you kind of know what's been going on 
in our lives. And I hope uh, this podcast finds you well and um, tell the people you love that you love them. All right, tots and bots. There you go. We'll catch you all up next time. Bye-bye.